When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Musician's Journey. The only podcast where a globally touring musician and executive coach come together to reveal, explore, and celebrate the unique challenges and triumphs of artists. To help inspire your own creative journey. I'm Chelsea Sabo, executive career coach. And I'm Jed Elliott, musician and songwriter. We're going to try something new today. And we don't really know where it's going to take us. But we just thought, let's not prepare anything beforehand and just go in with a word. And our word today is celebration. And we both felt, well, to be honest, we haven't even had this chat together, Chelsea, so we'll see where this goes. <laughs> but from my perspective, the word celebration keeps coming up when we are either saying uh, celebrating this for you or when we celebrate this, or it can also be like, I celebrate at a show. And th this word just keeps coming up. So I thought it could be fun and we wanted to both dive in and, and uh, share our thoughts around the word celebration. Yeah, I love this. And talk about like creative fun and play. <laughs> we're just we're just going for it here. This is what it's all about. It could be shambolic. It could be a mess. It could be wonderful. You never know. And that's the beauty of uh, creative play. And it could be all of it. <laughs> yeah, true to be um, fair. You guys are with us for the ride here. There we go. Buckle up. And the, <laughs> the one thing too, when you selected the word celebration, I also realized celebration is a word that his come up in a lot of our podcasts with artists in different mm -hmm. ways. So I think it's fun that we get to explore it uh, in a way that's personal to us and, and share it with the group. So Jet, when you think celebration, what do you, what does it mean? Through the lens of a musician, um, I view every concert, every show as a celebration. I always think that when you're coming out to a show, uh, regardless of the genre, there's some element of celebrating and getting together with a group of people and you're going to sing your heart out most likely. And as an artist, when you go on stage, you want to revel in that celebration with everybody that you're there with. And that's, I'm sure, um, performers listening will resonate with that somewhat. There is that shared experience with with fans and that's what makes it so special and why, why we love to do it. Um, so through that lens, I would say there's celebration there. Celebration also can mean um, just really a term for honesty partying. Um, like if you're celebrating something, you might celebrate a career milestone. Um, and on the surface, that could be going out and partying and drinking and socializing with your friends and your loved ones to celebrate an action or a milestone. Um, and then there's a celebration that we we mentioned earlier is one thing that I've learned from you, Chelsea, that I really love is you you are incredibly good at celebrating um, small wins, little victories, little things in your day where it's that kind of self pat on the back, that pause. Um, and there's celebration in that context too. Um, so that's from my personal experience. How about you? I think just listening to you share it opens my eyes that like, holy heck, we all have our own definition of celebration. 
And there's so many different types of celebrating. So as you and I share, anybody listening, you know, you could pause it and think about for yourself, what is, what is celebration for me? Do I allow celebration in my life? I would say um, 20 years ago, celebration, I was, I was so stoic that I didn't know how to celebrate. I didn't know what celebration was. And probably part of it was because I felt undeserving of celebration because I was always pushing for the next thing, for the next thing. Um, and then after probably going, going through a journey with cancer and going through a relationship with death and going through, you know, it just gave me a different outlook on life. And it was like, oh, there's, there's so much to celebrate in every moment and, and celebration to me is like when we've accessed joy and celebration, isn't something it can be earned, right? Like I can celebrate this accomplishment, but at the basic level, it's not earned. Celebration is something that is experienced. That's, that's my nugget of it. (laughs) No. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that as well. And it is, um, and this again, it's so interesting when we look at it, as we said, from a surface level, you might think, well, I mean, even I think if you type in on your phone in the emoji section, if you type in celebration, you'll get like two champagne glasses clinking or something like that. Um, and that is the kind of go-to. And I just think your meaning of it is, I mean, especially given your your history as well and, and overcoming cancer. I mean, that's a that changes the definition wildly. That makes a glass of champagne look pathetic. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll cling a glass of champagne yeah. too. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think when you use it in the context of, well, let's, let's back up to the conversation we had in a, in a previous episode, we spoke about six things I wish I'd known as a younger musician. And we spoke about celebrating career milestones. And in that, when, when you talk about celebration there, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So for our listeners and and just, you know, when you think of a time that you've stretched yourself creatively, when you've done a new project, when you've, you've, you're, you're rolling out a new tour, um, there's a lot of work that goes into that. There's the doing part of you that is, is putting so much effort and time and, and all of this into it. And, and you're being stretched and the nervous system in that moment can feel a little frantic and it's going and it's going, and there's always something it's chasing during that moment or that window of time of creation and getting something out there. And I believe at the end of that time for the nervous system and for our own like inner doing our own inner doer it's really important to stop and celebrate so that the nervous system can get a break from the going, doing, pushing. I, I'm, you know, expanding, expanding. It gets to like stop for a second and take a break and be acknowledged and be excel- celebrated and, and just pause and breathe and recoup and be like, wow, I've stretched this amount and I'm safe and I'm being supported. And it also lets the doer in us feel like they're seen and feel like they're celebrated. What I've seen is creatively myself and my clients, if we're not used to 
this type of celebrating, we will do and do and push ourselves to our creative edge and keep going, but then we don't pause and then we keep going even more. And it's almost like the balloon can't expand any further because it hasn't been acknowledged or celebrated and it can pop and popping looks a thousand different ways to us. But I've found that that after we have a creative output, little ways of celebrating that feel authentic to us are really important and really powerful. What could be some smaller examples of celebrating that don't involve the champagne clinking? Yeah. And, and celebrating is also calming the nervous system too, right? Like we mm. come out of a big show and we are amped up and we are hyped and, and we can, we can be in that area, but eventually we want to get back to our baseline. So it's also what calms us. So I, you know, for me, little celebrations could be like, I make myself a cup of tea, right? Like there's something like that, or I've got, um, you know, I'll take a bubble bath or I'll go for a walk in nature, or I'll, I'll just look back and reflect and be like, wow, wasn't that a fun journey? Look at all the things my doer did. Look how they showed up when they were nervous and just kind of have a little reflection. You can do some journaling. You can share your wins with a friend and just have an authentic conversation about it. Um, if there's a favorite food you like, like you can enjoy it and, and look at it as a treat and devotion to yourself or in alignment with what you're thinking. Going back to the, the atmosphere we talk about in a gig venue. Um, and it's so exciting. Even if you go as a music fan and you're, you're in that room, it's so exciting then to play on stage and know that these people came to see you because they like your music is, is amazing as amazing as well. And it is celebratory. And if celebration, and I, I speak to myself here, celebration for me in the past has been like, well, that means I've got to drink and party with everyone else in the room every day. <laughs> and, and I've, and I've fallen into that trap before. And what happens then is everything you've just described is like, that's not quite the same. There's always a, I mean, look, there's always a place for it. If, if drinking something you enjoy doing and you, you, and that, that, that's part of a lifestyle or something you like to do socially. I mean, yeah, of course. Um, but I think if that's the only form of celebration, and I certainly have been guilty of that too, um, then that's where you talk about the balloon popping, the kind of burnout, the, uh, you kind of sacrifice the peak performance. And I think anybody could talk about that if they, they, they've done any job and they've, I mean, we've all for the most part experienced what like a hangover could be. And then when you have some responsibility the following day with that, you're probably not going to be at your peak performance. And the same thing definitely goes on, on tour. And, um, Look, I, we've had band meetings before where we've had to sit down and be like, boys, we were awful tonight because of how much we drunk last night. And you can take that to a point, but when that becomes every night, you're really letting yourself and the fans down too. So that's kind of why I ask about celebration because there are so many smaller micro things, just those tiny, tiny check-ins. I mean, on tour, you might not get to have the luxury of the bubble bath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however... If that means the day off and yeah, and you get to, you, you get to take a walk outside or the journaling is a great idea too. I think for anybody, I think those kind of bookending your days with any form of journaling and like handwriting, um, can be really, 
really rewarding and just a, like again a little way to honor yourself and and celebrate and to check back in with your your compass north as it were um i mean we talk about that in our in our programs as well chelsea with your core values and and peak performance as well and it always it, it ties back to that um and i think the celebrating in whatever little way that can look like to you um plays an important part in that well and when you're talking it's it's becoming clear to me that while there's so many different types of celebration and what celebrating is to people they can kind of fall into two buckets there's the internal celebration and then there's the external celebration and you know whether you know we want to make sure that we are also doing the internal celebration and I remember you talking about several artists and about when they come off stage, they take X amount of time to themselves. And I would view that moment of celebration, of grounding, of acknowledging what they just did, doing that internal thing. And then sure, they go out and do whatever it is to celebrate externally. But I would imagine just from my own life, unless if we're doing the work we're not necessarily as inclined to dive into the internal personal celebration type. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, I love it. You've nailed it. It's internal versus external. I think yeah. that's, I think, um, and sometimes as well, if you are caught up with uh, the adrenaline of performing as well, you're probably going to go for the easiest, fastest, most fun thing, which is oftentimes external. And so I think checking in, with that and look, having maybe those internal ones in your toolkit so that yeah. if you do find yourself two or three days deep and it's been very external, you're able to recharge and fill the tank again with the the internal celebration. So I really like that. Yeah. And even there's going to be some things because, you know, not everything's one thing or another. There's going to be some things that merge. Maybe you get off stage and you're in a excitement of it all. And then you FaceTime a loved one, right? I'm externally reaching out, but internally it's filling me. And I think the more conscious we can be to your point of having a toolbox and you could even get anybody listening, just get a piece of paper and one sheet says internal, external, both, and just fill in what your celebratory methods are. And then you've got a plethora of ideas that you can pull from. And I think it's so important. People will be like, well, I don't have a lot to celebrate today. And I always go to like the basic thing of like, I tied my shoes so well that like they didn't come undone throughout the day. Or like I poured the perfect amount of milk in my cereal that it wasn't soggy. Like we don't have to be like, I, I got placed on this billboard or it doesn't always have to be huge things. I need, to, I need to watch you pour milk on your cereal now. Intrigued <laughs> the, how well it, the perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, ju no judgment. I'm sure you're phenomenally well. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah. So, you know, as you've really created a relationship, a new relationship with celebration, how has that impacted your relationships your work relationships, those in the band and mm. so forth. I think putting that into practice, we talk a lot about our needs and boundary settings and um, knowing what our needs are and the needs of others. And I think 
it's quite an, it, I would say it's easy, but it's a good, a good question to ask us is what are, what are little micro celebrations I like to do? And once you pause and actually break those down, I find that that makes you slightly more mindful in general, which in turn helps in other big ways towards career success as well. Um, I think it just encourages you to look at, yeah, what your needs are. And maybe, maybe a need, it dep- I guess it depends on personality types as well. Like if somebody is a bit more extroverted and likes to recharge around other people, maybe actually what they really need is to go out to the bar with everybody that night after the show to, to really recharge in that way. But then for somebody that might be more introverted and they have been maybe going out because celebration externally for them means um, means partying, but actually internally they're not, they're, their tank's pretty empty. Maybe that's a night they stay in the hotel or they stay on the, on the tour bus and read a book, play Nintendo Switch, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is that works for you. You always tell me Uno. I always picture the strut sitting down playing Uno because you've mentioned that You just outed my least rock and roll story of all <laughs> oh, time, Chelsea. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we got to have like a red flag warning for those things. I'll share that. Um, I, don't, I actually don't know if I've mentioned that on here. It's quite funny. But it's when <laughs> um, when we first, I'll drop a little name down here on the floor. But when we <laughs> went out with the Foo Fighters um, for about 18 months on tour and Taylor and Dave came into our dressing room and we're playing Uno, the card game. And both of them were just like, fuck me, guys. Like, is this what rock stars are doing in 2019 or whatever it was at the time? <laughs> <laughs> and uh we let we let down let down the rock and uh, roll you're, you're, I love that. I love that. <laughs> um but okay, so so let's say that um have there been times that you know going out wasn't what you needed and have you actually stayed in and read the book or played Nintendo Switch? Um and and how was that interaction with your bandmates? How do how do you approach that? Really good question because this was a really, I mean, I I can get really personal with it. I don't know how much you want to kind of share on here because this is more about everybody else's journey, but I struggled a long time with FOMO and realized that I wasn't, if, if I would want to go out because um, this is like in my early 20s, I felt like I had to go out and I felt like I had no decision in doing so. And it was only when I started to be like recognizing these needs and being like, you know what, I'm going to stay in tonight. Um, when I was just like, why haven't I not, like, why haven't I been doing this for years? This is so, this is exactly what I need. I feel amazing. And then I'd go out the night after when I'm recharged and have an even better time. Um, mm. so that, yeah, that was my experience with that. Well, it sounds like in that moment, you, you balanced it. You said, this is what I need right now. And you gave it to yourself. And because of that, you could show up in whatever the external method form is in a way that you're more full, more connected, more alive because you honored that initial, I need a little, you know, internal celebration, a little internal, you know, and that might be what, what game are you playing on Nintendo switch to, uh, (laughs) big fan of, uh, Zelda and FIFA, which anyone that's played FIFA on a Switch will know that it doesn't quite cut it. But uh, 
you know, as an English boy, I've got to get my, my football in there. So <laughs> <laughs> the, my Zelda experience is when you say that I picture the gold cartridge from like the original Nintendo that you had yeah, to like blow it. into yeah. <laughs> is, is the cartridge gold still? Uh, I mean, it's 2024 right now, so I have to break it to Chelsea that they're tiny little SD cards. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you make it sound like a ancient, by the way. <laughs> I know. My, my husband always teased me on that stuff. All right, grandma. Uh, not, not No offense to any of the grandmas out there. Um, I'm sure the grandmas are on their musician's journey too. So, I mean, yes. look, never say never. I mean, yeah. if we, if we yeah. do have any grandma musicians out there, please reach out because we'd love to interview you because actually that sounds awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Our <laughs> next guests. Um, so in the space of celebration, what are kind of your foundational elements or the core components of what you're doing that makes it feel celebratory? You know, that feeling you get when you're creatively fulfilled or you get something, um, less like it's writing a song or doing anything creative and you get that kind of eureka moment, you get that thing where you feel it channel and you, you, you do something and it makes you feel good. You get that kind of, uh, that sort of rush creatively and it can be the smallest thing. It's just some kind of breakthrough in something creative you're doing. I feel it's a little bit similar to that in the way that something clicks in your brain. That's like, oh, I really needed that. Mm. I kind of feel like it's that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Not answer the question? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. When I think it goes back to the original conversation where it was like, it's joy, right? Joy yeah. at the core is celebration. And mm. you're tapping into that through whatever the method you you do. Okay, how would you answer that? I, you know, I think it, it comes back to the same thing, like just being seen, seeing yourself and relaxing yourself and, and celebrating what you've done. It, it's the acknowledgement and self-seeing which can then, you know, through that, that joy is reached through that coming back to the present of like, fuck yeah, that we always talk about fuck yes. But um, like, yeah, I did that, it, you know, just kind of that, that core of, of the, I see you, I see what you did, I see what it took and that celebration. Um, While you're on the subject, because out of context, just saying, uh, quote unquote, fuck yeah. Tell us what you mean by that, because this is something that um, is a really slightly off, well, somewhat on topic. This has been such a good barometer for anything Chelsea and I have done creatively and really helps decision making. So I'd like if you want to explain what that means to you, yeah. if you're F, yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to tie a nice little bow on it and just right. say um, one of one of the keys of living as a life worth celebrating is following your fuck yes. And um, it's a method that, you know, so often in my past career days in corporate and so forth, and even in college and picking a major, and there were so many things that I did because I thought they would help me become X. They'd help me become worthy. I would be important enough. I would be doing enough. I would be... Or, or the shoulds, I should do this, or I should do that because society tells me or because my peers are doing that or because, and that created such this internal gap between my reality that I was living and who I was. Um, and this is probably why in my early days, I didn't feel like I had a lot to celebrate because mm -hmm. I wasn't, there was a gap 
between my success. And even though my success looked strong on paper, there was emptiness inside. So anybody on this call or anybody listening that feels like they don't have a lot to celebrate, I would explore this. Is there a gap between what you might want and what you think you should do and what you're doing? So my, my cure for that is following the fuck yes. So if I don't have excitement and it's a fuck yeah, um, I, where I can, I, I alter it or I don't do it. And this has been, you know, in our relationship is Jed and I have decided what we invest time in, what we don't. Um, we we're each very vocal on this is a fuck yeah for me, or this isn't a fuck yeah for me. And I would say out the gates, this podcast was, was a fuck yeah for Jed. Um, and, and I, you know, made it become what, what the fuck yeah is. And, and through that, you have something big to celebrate because you've done something that's authentically connected, which goes back to your being seen. I absolutely love it. And I've loved integrating that into, into my life and decision-making as well. And, uh, I'm also no, now going to have to label this podcast episode as explicit. It's probably the most <laughs> wholesome conversation with that little E button next to it. So if you're here and listening, um, there you go. Some wholesome, wholesome swear words for you. The, the one thing that I would like to just, just share a little bit about, because when I was stoic and just like really tight knit with my feelings for whatever reason, everybody has their own journey for that. I didn't realize that, you know, it was almost like you can't go into an ice cream store and say, I'll take happiness and bliss and creativity, you know, creative joy and all of this kind of stuff. But you know what? I don't want anger. I don't want sadness. I don't want, right. And so I say that is like, if you are someone who says, oh, I don't get angry or you rarely ever feel sad, not experiencing all of your emotions are going to limit your ability to celebrate authentically and joyfully. So just looking at that as well, if you're like, yeah, well, I want to celebrate more, but I just, there's a gap in feeling it totally normal based on whatever got you to this point in your life right now. And there's a whole freaking world of ice cream flavors out there that you could enjoy saying yes to some of those, which will lead you to the celebratory action. So we had no idea where this conversation would take us today. I hope <laughs> it's led down some interesting avenues. And um, thank you for sharing, Chelsea, as well, because I know that you're, uh, whenever we have these conversations and you're, you're phenomenal at digging deeper with artists and the artist interviews, and um, every time you're kind of given the floor to answer some of these questions, there's some absolute gold from your personal life. And thank you for sharing that and, and your vulnerability as well today. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate this. I always have fun and I love that you pick celebration and we got to bring it in and hopefully open up artists, creatives, fan of artists to more celebration and fun in their lives. Here's to more celebration. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. Um, you can learn more about uh, everything we have going on at themusiciansjourney.net. Um, Musicians Journey official on all of the socials where we'd love for you to get in touch with us as well if you have if you have a word for example you want us to dive into or thoughts questions about your own career 
um, and your own life as a creative, we would love to hear from you as well. So thank you for listening today. Thank you, Chelsea. And we'll be back for another episode next week. Would you like to receive weekly tips to better navigate your life and career? Join the band where we send you one book recommendation, one action to take, one new song suggestion, and one development story to inspire. Sign up at themusiciansjourney.net. This podcast is designed to provide insights and information on personal issues facing musicians. We are not healthcare professionals. Information provided is not a substitute for professional healthcare advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions regarding a medical condition. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.